Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 43, number 43. I know someone uh, sent me an email saying, uh, stop sounding so surprised that you're on like number 43. You should be really proud of yourself. I am really proud of myself and I am still at the same time really surprised <laughs> that I have been able to maintain this schedule because, you know, as most of you know, when you have kids and and jobs, it's hard to insert something into that and maintain it like a workout program, a class or a podcast is sometimes can be challenging. So I am, I am actually really proud of myself that I'm on 43 and I am actually really surprised. <laughs> so, and I'm really surprised that you guys keep coming back, which is awesome. Um, today I have my friends, Tracy and Abby. Abby's never been on my podcast before. It's her first time. She did a great job. Um, I wanted to talk to two women who had been through menopause because I am at that age where it could happen anytime for me. And all of my friends keep going, we need to talk to somebody who's been through menopause and see what it's really like. So I think they gave me a pretty good idea of what it's really like. It's kind of everything I was expecting and some things I wasn't. So hopefully you will get some answers out of this too. You may be too young. You maybe you've already been through menopause or maybe you are a man and have no idea what is coming for women. Maybe it will be helpful or, or educational for you too. So I hope you enjoy episode 43, Menopause. It'll be a few weeks before this one comes out. Mm-hmm. But um, like this week, I'm recording three. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to like stockpile for the, the holidays. holidays. Got it. Because uh, I tried that in the spring and I thought I had stockpiled enough. And I thought, oh, I'll get somebody here or there in the summer. Oh, my God. It was so hard. So. Um, oh, because everybody's gone. Because everybody's gone. So yeah. I know everybody be on from Thanksgiving to probably second week in January. Bye-bye. It's going to be really be hard. Yep. So I'm trying to stack them do two or three a week until Thanksgiving and then mm-hmm. and then I can kind of go oh I don't want to do one this week although I don't ever feel that way this has been really fun it um, is it sounds yeah. like it I mean I listen to it and it's well you know I love it I've always been really curious as a person and always wanted to learn mm-hmm. so I've, I've t- tried to pr- approach every one of them with what can I learn 
Right. Even if we're having fun and we're talking about goofy stuff, you always end up learning something. Dude, it always, always. goes someplace. It always goes it, someplace. It always goes someplace. That's what's interesting because all of the women that are in this neighborhood, really, mm-hmm. are dynamic, bright, usually very open, sensitive, caring, good listeners. I mean, there are very few, or at least the women I hang out with. No, I think you're you right. Know. It's rare yeah. in a neighborhood. And, well, Tracy, you've been in the neighborhood for years and years and years before it was like this. You, yeah. I mean, you're one of the people who helped start and build up, right? I was. You were? <laughs> I was. I don't know. You were? I, I think so. I, I mean, just do what I do. I know, but that's what... She's a mover well, and a shaker. That's what, Thank you. That's what resides here. Yeah. It, you know? It, yeah. It, so you do what you do. Yeah. But it happens to be that so many of the... And the men, too. I mean... You know, and a lot, it, it really starts I brought a couple in itself. and out of the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Mine and out. Mine don't stick. <laughs> this one will. This next one will. But it yeah. revolves around the school. Yeah, it does, it does. Yeah, it does. It does revolve around the school. And last night, I know this is going to come out way after Halloween, but last night was Halloween. Right. And it's one of the most amazing nights of the year in this yes. neighborhood because you're, it's like, I feel like we're in the 50s. Your kids yep. can just Mayberry. go wherever and if they fall down they're one or two houses away from somebody they know yep and there's gonna be someone on the street who sees them fall and helps them and has one of somebody's phone number in our group and you know it's just such an easy way to raise kids for la right um and i don't think this is the same even one neighborhood over you know like if you go to north hollywood or to studio city or May I mean I've I've never lived in those places, but when I go there and just park on the street, people mm-hmm. are not as friendly or as open, just kind of walking around. So I would assume that's a reflection of who lives there. I mean, maybe it's a poor assumption. Well, but, but remember that if you go into those neighborhoods, you're not 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 a local, but you're not like you're not at that school, so you're not going to know any of the other people where they would come, you know, say hello. Although I have to say, in the valley in general. You, you, you know, if you don't know them from your temple or church or you don't know them from uh, soccer or mm-hmm. baseball or softball or from um, after school activities of some sort or something like that, you know, you've seen them in Trader Joe's. That's, yeah, that right. Is my default. Like, ah, right. It's, that's why I know you. That's true. Trader Joe's. Because you know, you you recognize everybody. Right. And, you know, cars honk and people wave. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when... I love that. W- yeah. The waving, my, like just drive yeah. you by, like, hey, yeah. I Yeah, or you, you get the text, yeah. I just passed you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then you reply back, stop texting. Right? <laughs> You're not texting while so, you're driving. Right, right. right. Wait, Siri. I'm texting while I'm driving. Never yeah. mind. Or, or I, I stop, never saw stop you. Stop sexing because Siri hates me, so she gets everything wrong. <laughs> you know? Because if you say it. What? Wait, I missed something. Like, if you text somebody back and you say stop texting because they're texting you hello when they pass by, if you're using voice, Siri, she always oh, gets Siri. it wrong. Yeah. Does Siri she does. does. Yeah. She does not speak Southern accent very well. Oh, me. I can't even imagine she what you got. She screws up Southern accent. And the, th- the thing in my car where I go, you know, dial this number because I still am a freakish person who memorizes people's phone numbers still. <laughs> so I'll go, call 323. And she's mm-hmm. like, call 481. I'm like, no, I said 323. There's one number in particular, eight. She cannot understand eight. I have to go 
eight <laughs> and then she can get <laughs> she's training you right i guess i mean it's hard to retrain that muscle memory for 48 years they have a new thing coming out in cars called gesture control and it's like standing in front of a, a oh you go a, like this the Jeep? x yeah box uh-huh. so if you want the sound to go up louder you go like this and yeah. i'm like this is definitely a cause for an accident, freeway? right? Like yes. Everybody's well. You think that they're flipping them off instead, <laughs> right? Turn the sound up. Oh, we have gesture that control in our BMW. We That's have a, exactly. Yeah, we have exactly. It. Who's you, coming? You doing take, it. I like you to take call the disco mobile. Right, a disco yeah. mobile. You take your index and your ring finger, not ring finger, your bird finger. Yeah. And you you go, you like point really fast, and it changes the channel. Yeah. Except. My kids think it's funny to flip off like British style. Right. But it still changes the channel. <laughs> they go, well, Bing. it's an international company. Bing, right. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So that's our little joke. Flip off the radio. Bing. And it changes the channel. So anyway, last night, uh, every year for Halloween, I have the same group of people that come over because um, a lot of our friends don't live in this quadrant of mm-hmm. our neighborhood where there's mega trick-or-treating action so like six years now i've hosted the same group of, of kids they were all friends in first grade and or second we did the same thing last night there's like eight of them nine of them yeah mm-hmm. it's the same yeah. ones every year well they were all here last night i told them you guys were coming today to talk about menopause and they were like can i can i email you some questions <laughs> i said yes i had three people go oh i have some questions can you just ask some questions but you're really good at asking questions so you'll probably cover my questions but i have a lot of questions so i have a lot I don't of questions know how many answers i'm gonna have but i'm in certain issues i'll have a lot i don't know about the others so i'm 48 i'm i was just talking to abby outside while i was getting my coca-cola that every month 24 to 48 hours before my period i get a really bad headache and that's today and nothing touches that headache i can take a leave i can get a massage i can take a cold shower hot shower drink a coca-cola drinking a coca-cola actually helps a little bit yep but it's the caffeine in it it's the caffeine but but if i load up on coffee it doesn't do it like if i drink four cups of coffee it doesn't do the same thing as a coke so i wonder if it's the carbonation sugar sugar probably and all of it yeah i don't need a lot of sugar but on this day i'll drink a coke and i go it just relaxes just a little bit so i know that's part of perimenopause i'm not in menopause because i still get my period but I sweat like a mother at Isn't night. It fun? It's uh, not fun. Drenched. I used to go to sleep with a towel on my pillow because I knew at some point in the evening I would be waking up going. Blah. It's <laughs> awful, right? Yeah. The blankets on, the blankets off, yeah. the leg out, the leg, the leg in. Oh, there you. I know. I bought a fan. I bought mm-hmm. a really nice Dyson fan. Like I treated myself because those are not eat cheap and put it in the room and i was like babe i think we're gonna have to start sleeping with this fan he said i'm gonna be freezing and i'm like i don't care right i I started to refer to them as my own personal summers (laughs) (laughs) i'd say so i probably heard it someplace whoever gave that to me it was hilarious but in the middle of trader joe's be like what the hell and it's instantaneous yeah and there's no stopping it right because the more you think about it or try like, to cover your tracks. Or relax. or like The more it comes. Fan. And it's just Where like, do you get it? Where does it happen? Physically? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. On your, your body. Said, yeah, not like the, in not, the subway. Not every time. 
Because it doesn't um, care where you are. <laughs> no, it my, I, my face would flush. Mm-hmm. And my hands actually would get a little sweaty. And the pits would go wild. So it was kind of all upper body. But that's pretty specific. That's like, why I asked yeah, her. Because I hadn't even it thought about it. It seems to be very specific for people. It, I, get, yeah, right, yeah. I get it on the hairline. Uh-huh. All of a sudden you're like, what the hell Ripping is going down on? into your ear. And then yeah. I also get it under the boobs. You know, immediately. I, and it's like, what is happening? So I just Please. thought that was because it was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but, I just but if you talk to other people about it, they, they feel, yeah. you know, everybody's got a specific place. And that's one of the one of the places. And yeah. it seems like the forehead. But the forehead, you know, like it just, it's like comes out of your hairline. Yeah. It's very it's really uncomfortable. Annoying. You know, I think part I think that they're learning more about perimenopause now. I think it's a new kind of theory or just not discovery. That sounds silly, but I think it's a new theory that people, that women can be in perimenopause for like 10 years before they actually hit menopause. But I noticed about three years ago, I was never a sweater in general. Like I could run. Although you're wearing a nice one. Oh, thank you. I could run like you top speed. I know, really right? Good. I was really yeah. slick. She's wearing I, a sweater. Just, anybody who's not watching and it's listening. Like a sweater. She's got Target. a very pretty sweater. It's Target. Target. Yeah. Um, but I could run, I could work out, and I would not, I would barely break a sweat. Maybe my upper lip. But all of a sudden, when I was probably about 45, I would sweat profusely from minimal activity. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm a little heavier than I was, but five, like five pounds heavier. And I don't think it's my weight gain. I think it's my hormones. And now, like, <clears throat> I just went to Vietnam with um, Sandy. I wonder how much you were photos. sweating there, by the way. I was like, I, was, I wonder what that humidity's oh, doing. We've changed underwear three times a day. <laughs> we sweat so much. Why we bother wearing it? I mean, right? <laughs> we kept on day three, we were like, we're going to run out of panties. They needed something to soak it, soak up. it up. We got to send these down like to have them longer. I mean, imagine like, a puddle and Coming <laughs> <laughs> down your leg. <laughs> Whoops, there goes my panties. Which, by the way, is another symptom. Oh. Your panties falling down your legs? No, but dripping down the leg like you can't oh. hold your pee-pee in anymore. Oh, yes. I'm, ex- well, yeah. Is that from... I just thought I don't know. Like I just assume I everything is. I had C-sections. I just don't. All Me my too. girlfriends who had... The vaginal births like just pee when they cough. Yeah, <laughs> I say like, I I have two vaginal births and I pee, I definitely pee when I yeah. cough or sneeze, and sometimes I don't even think I have to pee. And you do, and and, and I do. Yeah, it's awful. I hate that. I got um, sick a couple months ago, and that happened to me when I was coughing so hard I peed myself, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> not this too." Oh, <laughs> but wait, <laughs> when does so, it when does it end? Yeah. Are you telling me menopause causes you not to be able to hold your pee? Also, I, I think I didn't it's know part of it. I don't know. I know you have to pee a lot. Just kegel yeah. a lot. Do your kegels. Keep that yeah. muscle going. Kegel, I can't kegel, do kegel. kegels. I think everything down there is so shot. I don't. I think the kegel muscle was removed <laughs> in childbirth. Came out. Came out with Isla. It came out. Isla came out holding uh, it in her I hand. Isla had it in her hand like a trophy. I got her kegel. She's never going to hold her pee again. That little oh brass gosh. ring off the rear ground. Look what I got, Mom. Uh-huh. But when I, I started noticing like three years ago that I'd sweat mm-hmm. spontaneously in situations that never did before. And I started sweating at night. And when I sweat at night, oh yeah, my chest is soaking wet. Like, yeah, like in the hollow of your neck yes i have like pools. a puddle yes right here like yeah. i don't even know how you produce that much sweat physically how your body does that where is it getting all this liquid right you know it's got to be 
right? Because I can right. be dry. That's why my skin's so dry because I'm mm-hmm. sweating. Sweating everything out. I drink 120 ounces of water a day now. Well, you are a rock star. I pee a so lot. There. I bet you pee a lot. <laughs> but I, I had to, like my skin and the wrinkles. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so I'm 56. Yeah. I'll be, I'm 56 and a half. And I can't believe that. I can't believe that. I mean, I, I, you don't time. look 56 or Thank act you. 56. You act. I definitely don't act 26, 18, maybe. 18. No. But you, I just, I, I can't started. believe I'm 48. I feel like I'm maybe 28. Does it freak you out yeah. like going into 50? No. Is that a number to you? It's like, no. okay, yeah. Because you, I mean, no. age is, is such a state of mind. And mm-hmm. I think all of us are super active, positive women. And I don't think that we. I mean, I know you just from all that you do in the community and all the help that I see. And you're always involved in stuff. I think having a purpose has a big thing to do oh, with how huge. you view yourself in your world. I think you age. are absolutely right. I, I, would, I would imagine it would make menopause easier and that period of life easier. Having a purpose. Yeah. Having a purpose because all our kids are getting older. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Abby and I have... Our youngest are the same age, seventh right. grade. Seventh grade. And then you have a ninth grade. A tenth. a tenth grader. I have mm-hmm. a ninth grader. You have a ninth grader and a senior. senior. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Oh. turns 18 on Friday. This wow. is tomorrow. Oh my wow. God, he turns 18 tomorrow. It's tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> I can't believe he's 18. Yeah, me either. And I can't believe our kids are in. Yep. Yeah. So say it goes fast. One of the reasons yeah. I started this was because I started looking down the barrel of, mm-hmm. it won't be long. And they'll be gone. Right. And, I help and then what her, do I do? And then what I do for me, because yeah. I feel like the the section of time that's for me, uh, that will be for me, is now taken by children, right? Which I'm happy to give. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. But when I get all that back, mm-hmm. I have a husband who would take that time. <laughs> <laughs> he would just go, oh, perfect. Thank you. Now I can get 95% of your human self. <laughs> And I wanted to have something that could just slide right into that time. Yeah, carve something out for yourself. Yes. And that it's established by the time that the girls are. Yes. Yeah. Because Bert literally uh, most of the time would unzip my chest and get inside my body and just have me walk around with him all day like a baby, like a baby Bjorn. That's quite a visual. Yeah, he would, I think, actually. And if I don't set a boundary like that, Mm -hmm. that's what would happen is I just go, okay, well, what else am I doing? Right, you know, I, but it's great that you did that and you thought about that yeah. in advance. Yeah, I did. Um, Seems like a survival tactic, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, it's from my childhood. <laughs> totally survival tactic. But yeah, I—that's why I started this podcast. Is I was like, I've got to have something, and then hopefully by that time, six years from now, who knows what you're going to build will be. your empire, lady? Is my be empire, awesome. the <laughs> empire of, of powerful women. Yeah. Um, because there's so many great women in this neighborhood. I just think. I remember being in the South and not finding women like this. Mm-hmm. And being from the South and being with the people you grew up with and still feeling very alone and lost was really hard. And I imagine there are a lot of people in this country that feel that way that are like you know i'm here but i don't something's not i'm not finding my tribe right and i feel like i really felt my tribe here in this community my mom used to say that 
the LA was the way it was is because the people from the other parts of the country of similar minds, similar yeah. mindsets and intensity and desires and vision mm-hmm. and philosophy moved here. Right. So like, it's like the migration yep. of the thought, you know, that yeah. thoughtness, whatever in your head and who you are. So mm-hmm. I kind of cut you off, but no. it's like, I think that's why we find so many kindred soul. I was fortunate enough to grow up here yeah. between here and Tucson. So it was a really weird, bizarre kind of dichotomy of a childhood, but yeah i didn't see other people exactly kind of like this of similar mindsets in other parts i mean there's like here and there but as a whole not like this yeah as a whole it's different it's a different um it's a different place out here i think energy vibration is different something's different for sure especially here not so much in hollywood vibration's different there totally different (laughs) there i lived in hollywood a long time before i moved here and i had friends in hollywood and i was fine there but i didn't understand what I was missing mm-hmm. until I got here. It was better than being in the South, but it was not the same as being here. Did you move here after the girls? Or? Yes. Okay. When Isla was four. So your life changes also because yes. you have children. Your right. your um your priorities, what you want. Um, I think one of the best things that happened in this neighborhood and I'll reflect back to the school, is that in the kindergarten classes, the first twenty minutes to half an hour was parents and children together reading. And mm. so not only were the kids able to form bonds, but we were able to form bonds. I mean, yeah. who remembers at the end of the first kindergarten year where in April they told the parents, hey, May is coming. We're going to stop. And who was upset? Not the kids because they were going to stop the reading time. <laughs> right? All of us were upset because we were like, no, we're hanging out with our friends for the first half hour. This is great. Yeah, it so was. It, yeah. Ha- it really helps to build community. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. The reading. Oh, yeah. I thought about the volunteerism that, uh, you know, we were all yeah. h- hardcore volunteers at the school. I, I, but I'd never put it to that is where it started because in mm-hmm. that, my, in Mr. V's class, I looked yep. around and I went, hey, Kathy Fromkin looks like an interesting person. She looks like somebody that I could and get along behold, with and look at you're here. still good so friends. Really the kids good are friends. like cousins. Yep. Right? Yeah, kids yep. are like cousins. I know Isla was like, can I just go to high school with Lily, which is Kathy's mm-hmm. daughter. And uh, I was like, well, we can go look at her school. Sure. She was like, I just want to be in school with Lily. And they started in kinder together. Mm-hmm. And Kathy and I are still, I mean, Kathy's on this podcast all the time. So mm-hmm. you're right. I hadn't thought about that. It really was from the reading. And she and yeah. I didn't hang out during the reading. I just watched her. I watched all the parents. Mm-hmm. And then I went, who in this Who in this room is crazy? <laughs> right. I'm staying away from you and you. And you who's doing yoga stretches on the uh, on the mat, I'm staying away from you. For sure. I know who that was. <laughs> you do? I do. No way. Totally. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 every morning, like full legs out, like anywhere spread he eagle. could do it. He anywhere could do he could do it. it in the middle of, and I'm like, dude, this is not about you. We're supposed oh, to no, be everything right? is about him. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's hilarious. Nice guy, but yeah. completely different mindset. Odd fella. Yeah. He's an odd yeah. fella. Okay, so sweats. Menopause. Menopause. Yes. Sweats. Um, I wonder, did either of you have headaches? I didn't really. No. I didn't either. I'm hoping this stops when menopause starts. My biggest in the, and I started, I don't, you know, my mother, I asked my mother about it because, you know, doctors always say, ask your parents, is there a history, blah, blah, blah. So I asked my mother and her standard response is always like, oh no, I got, I had nothing. It was fine. You know, didn't even know. I'm like, lady, you, 
like slid through life. She had no <laughs> symptoms, no this, no that. This is a woman who like doesn't even shave her legs because she's so fair. She never had any hair on her legs. So I'm like, what am I getting? She's got straight blonde hair. I came, you know, we all, all the, I'm one of four, all had like this curly hair that she couldn't even, she didn't even know what to do with us, you know? <laughs> so I got no help there with the symptoms. Um, but I, I've been experiencing these hot flashes. It feels like it's over 10 years. And I just, like my husband said, when do you think this is going to end? And I was like, dude, F you. Right. You know, I know it's a hassle for you, but it's in my body and I yeah, can't get yeah. rid of it. Um, but I always, that was, this is the worst symptoms. The sweating is the worst symptom. The hot flashes, night sweats. I've tried everything homeopathic. Everything at Trader Joe's could throw at you. Everything Whole Foods could throw at you. Nothing worked. I finally went on some hormones and it actually did help, but I just... I just didn't like. I just didn't like taking them. I like the feeling of it. Feel, yeah. I don't even know what it made me feel. I just didn't like it. But I Mm -hmm. kept on it because the alt, you know, the alternative to that was I was having like fifteen hot flashes a day. Oh my gosh! I mean, I was more wet than I was dry. Oh my gosh! And everywhere I went, I mean, the big joke. And I'm sure when you said, "Oh, Abby's having it," a friend of ours, Jeannie, probably said, "Yeah, you should see her fan." Like, I don't leave the house without a fan. I have one that plugs into my phone. <laughs> I've moved from stages and I keep them everywhere. Like, you know, you keep your glasses and you the lip balm. You have one that plugs into your phone? Yes. Oh, my God. Because what's the one thing you always have with you is your phone. Your it's phone. just a That's tiny little smart. fan. But boy, is it lifesaver. But so I have them stashed everywhere. And I bought a bunch for my friends that are starting to go through it. But the sweating is the worst part. But I always, you know, when you're still working mm-hmm. and you're giving a presentation or you're with... You have clients there and all of a sudden you start pouring sweat. It's your whole body kind of clenches and wants to be like, stop, stop, stop. But the more, which makes it worse. Right. So if I am ever at a meeting or in the past when it was really bad, um, I would just announce it and I would just say right out, you know, like, I want you to know I'm having a hot flash. I know it may make you uncomfortable, but I'd rather you be uncomfortable than me be uncomfortable. Right. Because if I'm uncomfortable, it's going to get worse. And then you guys are all going to look at me like, and it's going to get worse. So we're, we're just taking it off the table. Right. I'm going to sweat. I may not have my words together. I'm having a fa- hot flash and it, it'll go away. Just give it time. Let's do whatever we need to do. Well, I mean, everybody's going to have somebody in their life that goes through this. So hopefully they'll be empathetic. Right. Well, that's part of the point too, because you know... <laughs> It's kind of like me warning people Xander has Asperger's. Okay, he's on the playground. He's got Asperger's. He's not an asshole. Right. <laughs> Everybody watch out. Right. That's it. Right. Yeah. Call nothing, it out, right? Speak nothing we truth. can do about it. Just on <laughs> everybody to know. Yes. yes. I think that's a great way to function in general. Yeah. Is yeah. To go, hey, yes. here's what's going on. Yeah. Put so your that, cards on the table. Yeah. So that. Because we're all human anyway. A hundred percent. Yes. And if someone has a problem with that, they got big problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. Um, reading up on menopause before this and i guess one of the symptoms is like clouded muddled thinking and oh uh, that's and what that is difficulty i just thought learning, it was mommy brain a difficulty learning learning mm-hmm. so i thought i want to know if you guys experience any of that i i feel like my brain doesn't function the way it used to already mm-hmm. and i'm not even in where i'll be in the middle of a sentence and i can't find a yes, word yeah word. and it's a simple word like can yes and i go uh, i look at it and see if maybe it's written somewhere on it yeah (laughs) or anything you search for it but i know it's there and i do this thing that my mother used to do where i start like 
screwing up music lyrics of like journey songs that you've <laughs> Something known that you since know birth. backward and forward. And then you, I start like screwing them up and then my brain's going, hey, that's not right. And then my kids are like, oh, you just totally said that wrong, which is what I did to my mother. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm turning into my mom. Uh, I'm starting to say, not just that, but I'll say the wrong word for something. You know, where I'll go, if I'm going to say can, I'll say, uh, w- can you just hand me that shoe on the table and they'll go shoe and I'm like yeah the shoe right there this yep. shoe you know the shoe that you drink out of and they're like yeah. and, Dude, I, you and then I'll go get checked for that because that's <laughs> actually concerning everything in my no, world I is do with that me. quite a bit and then I'll go I just said shoe right no I meant can is can I mean clearly is a can on here have you put like the that. phone in the refrigerator yet and then not been able to find it <laughs> Or said, I can't find my phone. I've been on the phone screaming, I can't find my phone. It's in my hand. Because I'm on the phone. Thank you. No, that's really funny. In there. That's I've really been funny. laughed at for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you've been on the phone going, Wait. Fuck you. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I remember It's like day. in my hand because I have this loopy thing. Oh, I, like, right. Where the hell is my right. phone? Right. <laughs> like, um, I don't think I've ever done that. I haven't done that yet. But I do call a can a shoe, apparently. Yeah, that's a little, I don't know. I mean, not even in the same category of item. That's yeah. that's what bothers me is like, no alliteration. Mm-hmm. It's nothing, not like yeah, nothing the, to do the with car it. instead of can. Yeah. Is, there's no yeah. rhyme or reason to my misplacement. Pl- mis- apparently placing. the holiday cans have come out already. Uh, you know, um, Target <gasps> uh, yesterday <gasps> had one sleeve of Coca-Cola in the whole joint. I was wow. like, I'm not the only person to have some people over for Halloween. One sleep. I don't drink soda anymore, but damn, I love Coke. Oh, it's I'm the best. A person. I'm a Coke person. Yeah, me too. It, that looks so good, and I don't drink it anymore. I love it too, but I only drink it on the day that I have this headache. Well, you yeah. deserve it. Exactly. I'm like, if I'm right. suffering from this go headache, I'm going to have a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> it's one day a month. It's medicinal. Um. So here's another reason. Okay, wait. Hot flashes, weight gain. Any experience yes, that? Absolutely. Uh, Shut up. And 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 I'm experiencing a real like I would have to eat a thousand calories a day to be skinny, like legitimately. I would just have to stop eating. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean that's not sustainable. You can't eat a thousand calories a day and be and live. This stomach thing. This is like. This what stomach stu- thing? This, this stomach oh, thing the, for me, oh, this yeah. poochie thing. Oh, I got it too. Right here, I this. Be, yeah. I mean, I danced and I was an aerobics instructor, and and then and then I'm not. It's like I don't know even what to do with this. I'm like, I thought about like, should I do lipo? Oh God, it'd be so nice to not have this. I'm like, I just need to like suck it up and do it. But I gotta be honest with you, I get these cravings like the carbs it's not so much the sugar it's the carbs and i've heard that the hormones can like throw mm-hmm. that off too where you like you crave the carbs i i used to be able to like not do carbs mm-hmm. and I, I like i can't anymore i just crave them so bad yeah i know what you mean my um i don't know if self-control is the right word but my ability to regulate what i eat is harder like I can do it. I'm, I've now I did the 21 day fix workout program oh, at the beginning right. of the year. Yeah. I lost like 12 pounds. I've gained like seven of it back. But I was also eating 1,200 calories a day and working out 
seven days a week. How do you? And live? that's not no, sustainable. But that's either. one of those things that with you know weight loss programs mm-hmm. or even if they're healthy, mm-hmm. right? It's a change in lifestyle. They yeah, say. yeah. Most people's lifestyle does not allow for working out an hour every day for right. seven days or even no. five days. No. You can have. You can go through like a cycle of when it's great like that. Like I remember I was working at a co-working space and I would work, I drop the kids off in the morning at school here. They were still at the local school. Then I'd go and I'd do my work and I'd leave it for uh, 3.30, come to yoga. And I had a four o'clock class till 5.30. So I could do it every day on my way back. And then I would pick the kids up at school at aftercare. And then who makes dinner? And it and well, but and you know, once you're in a groove like that, right, right. you're in a groove like that. Yeah. But it doesn't last because something changes invariably, yeah. and then it throws you right off. Yeah, mm-hmm. somebody gets sick, and you can't do that anymore. Or you for get a, a new week. job, and you're no longer. Yeah, or yeah. your kid graduates school and, and moves to a different school mm-hmm. that's yeah. in Chatsworth. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not sustainable. It, I don't yeah. think any of them are unless you literally do nothing else. And it's a job in itself to be on a program like that. It is a job in unless itself. Unless that's all you're going to and do. And that was when yeah. I was in great shape was when being in shape was right. my job. Right. right. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> yep. Well, what I've decided to do to try and keep myself maintained is to eat uh, my carb in the morning mm-hmm. and then no, no, no complex carb after the morning. Monday through Friday mm-hmm. and then the weekend I'm just not going to worry about it I right. know I'm not a junk food that's a problem too is like Sandy and I eat together all the time you know she's as big as a drip <laughs> and I am bigger definitely I had to borrow one of her bathing suits one time <clears throat> laughable <laughs> She's like a negative A cup. I'm a C plus. <laughs> it was laughable. But I was like, wow, I didn't realize we were that different. <laughs> I mean, I'm right. like a hoss compared. But she eats probably twice the food I eat. Right? How and annoying she, is that? It's really annoying. You need to not yeah. have friends like that. I know, that right? It's really fun. annoying. <laughs> but she's like, I don't understand why why uh, why she says why i can eat this much and stay this thin when you're eating less than me and you're having a hard time with that five or ten pounds that you just can't get rid of and i was like you know what i guess at a certain point you just have to say this is what it is right this is it i'm gonna have these little rolls around my belly Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna have the back fat that's from my grandma that she (laughs) had her whole life (laughs) and i'm gonna eat a reasonable diet and that's just and i work out i work out like three days a week so because because i can do that um but i think that that's part of what comes with age also is the acceptance of it Mm -hmm. and it's not that you're not going to keep trying but you don't have to berate yourself all the time right for not attaining where you think you should be right and maybe it's not where we should be clearly it's not where right. we should be because our bodies aren't letting us get there right no matter what you try to do right um but in relation to to um you know what you're saying about you've been in better shape you've been in worse shape and you feel like this is adding on and stuff and how sandy can eat whatever she wants but you can't <coughs> even eat you know get away with a bagel without putting weight on. And I remember Janet Jackson. I know this sounds crazy, but pulling it out of nowhere. But Janet Jackson, how different she looks every time you see, you know, she could be extremely overweight or she is first. I'm sure it's terrible for your body. But I, I remember her a comment that she had made. I think it was on the radio or something. And she made the comment that 
unless she is dancing 10 hours a day because she's getting ready for a concert or whatever it is. And this is a long time ago. I heard this. But unless her 100% focus is on dancing for 10 hours a day, being on a really strict diet and not and having somebody watch over at all times, there's no way she can keep in that shape. There's right. no way she can keep that form. Right. And it's it, it struck me as being really like torturous and horrible mm-hmm. that that is what people loved and this was not her. This was right. not who this woman was and how horrible it must feel to her. Right. When, you know, two weeks after the concert, she's now heavier and people are taking pictures and posting them. And, you know, they're in the news saying she's, you know, she's a slob. She's gained all this weight back, you know. And that was before, like, public shaming was popular stuff. But how much work that poor woman had to do. And she was a girl at the time. Yeah. To just be in that shape and look in that shape. And it's just not really attainable. Because who has 10 hours to be? I mean, that's her business. She did it. Yeah, and and that makes sense why she would be in that good shape if she's dancing that many hours a day. And right, you but know. she said even even so, it took her that much. If she did nine or eight hours a day, she wouldn't look like that. Right. It, it, she had to go to those lengths, ten hours a day. Yeah. To look like that. Yeah, I think uh, a friend of ours is a movie producer, and he produced a really big movie with a really big female star who had had a baby, and they it was the sequel movie, mm-hmm. and um they had to get her back in shape and he said it was a very large line item on the budget for her nutrition yep and her trainer and she said a person was on set it was at her disposal 24 hours a day handing her what to eat at the precise time of day she had to eat it in the precise portion portion and it was like he was like it was such a science experiment because she'd be eating like almond butter and yogurt and you're like whoever eats almond butter and yogurt but the combination of those two things or whatever they were that maybe it wasn't almond butter yogurt but whatever the combination of foods and the portions Mm -hmm. was so precise and the timing of when she ate it and when she worked out and i'm like who the hell has time to do that you know nobody Nobody in the outside world. Nobody in the outside world. And, you know, he was like, as soon as the movie's over, I'm curious to see what happens to her body, to her health and her body, because that's not happening on our dime. Right. Is she going to continue paying somebody 24 hours a day? It was thousands and thousands of dollars a week. Mm -hmm. Like not something. Good gig for whoever got it. Yeah. Right. Uh I'll tell you later. Okay. um, But, um. Yeah, I was really amazed at that. In, Glenn, in my husband's world, they digitally, digitally alter them. I can't speak. Well, what so does he do? He's a visual effects. He does oh, visual effects oh, supervising and stuff. Yeah. So in one movie, the woman had um, gotten pregnant while they were filming and stuff. So she was starting to gain weight. And they literally were shaving like skin off of her. The width of her face and stuff. No, it's amazing what they can do. It's so precise, like you were saying, precise with the food. But I also wonder what it does to her body. Yeah, I do too. To have to change it that quickly and and alter. I do too. And then what's the effect of that? Yeah. You know, there's never, there's a yin and a yang to everything. Right. What what happens when you rubber band back to normal and you're just eating like 
healthy food, regular food, mm-hmm. three meals a day, then do you balloon up again? And she's not even someone you would go, wow, she's got a rocking body. She's like someone you think, oh, she looks like a normal person. Mm-hmm. You know, she just looks like what I think I look like. <laughs> she looks like a normal person. Isn't you know? it so not... funny how we really have no idea what we look like? I know. You know, I you think... can look in the mirror and you have no idea. You really don't know. But you know, I've spent a long time, a few, like a year or so ago, I just stopped looking in the mirror. Because I would go, I, I, that's not what I see inside. And right. I like what I see inside better. <laughs> so yes. I'm going to stop looking at you. I, I never see myself as being short. Mind you, I'm five feet tall and I'm a big one in my family. I never see myself. And if I, I don't think of you as that short. I never meet in, you know, or use start a relationship on the phone. They always think I'm like five, eight have straight long blonde hair and I'm like really because I'm exact <laughs> opposite of that <laughs> so I have a tall loud blonde voice I guess well let's talk about your hair it's amazing oh, yeah. thank you so Abby went gray yeah I am so impressed it yeah, looks I like really it. good I like it I'm really happy with it um so tell me again what your hair stylist did Oh, so I, my hair is curly. Mm-hmm. We all know this. I mean, I haven't worn, worn a curly in a while because I thought gray and curly, I don't know if I can do it. Mm. So I did keratin treatment, which I've always loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and but that's what made your hair straight? I, yes, the keratin treatment. Because I blow my hair out. Yeah. And within like 20 minutes, I've done some kind of sweating. Yes. And it goes to this. <laughs> By the time you finish doing your hair or while you're so doing like, your hair. Did, you, did your hair change after you had kids? Because my hair used to be wavy. This is not wavy. This is just flipping curly. Yeah. After Elizabeth. I hate it. Mine's mm, a lot thinner. I have less hair than I had because yeah. I always had a big, you know, I had a Jufro. I had a big <laughs> head of hair. I mean, I had a pick and everything in the 70s. That's Did why I you wore really? my back pocket. Black oh pride. God. That was the only kind of picks they had. But yeah, my, my friend Cynthia, who I have two girlfriends who had kinky, like crazy kinky hair. And um, one of them wears it now in a gigantic fro and she wears it proudly and she's gorgeous. That's amazing. Oh my God, it is amazing. It's this big halo over her head. And the other one used to buzz it and she Mm. let hers go gray also. Um, But so letting go gray, I had always played around with my hair color. Like I couldn't have even told you what my hair color was anymore. I was blonde, I was red, auburn, you know, all the fun stuff. The only thing I never did was I never did platinum and I never did really deep, deep, dark black. I don't mm-hmm. think that my um, complexion lends to it. Mm-hmm. But when I wanted to let it grow out, I was blonde and curly. So I just let it grow. You can hide it a lot more when it's curly. So I just let it start to grow and let it start to grow. And then I just started wearing it slicked back. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ponytail might have been blonde or I twisted it in a knot, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when it got about maybe, what's three inches, two, three inches, mm-hmm. I went to a stylist and I had her strip my hair, dye it darker, try to kind of match the roots, uh-huh. and then pull silver through the whole thing. So all oh, of a sudden, okay. now I I didn't have to go through the entire... Grow out process. Like the transition. Right. The transition, <laughs> yeah. right. So That was really smart. Yeah. Yeah, that was Thanks. really smart. Yeah, I, I was proud of myself for thinking about that. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was really, really smart. silver, because there's varying colors of gray, and some are right. dull and not great. Mine are, mine's not great. I, I am But you really never gray. know. You don't know until you let it grow in. Yeah. Really? You don't know until your whole head is that way. Because it took me a while to grow out what she had done to it, too. Mm-hmm. So this is, I mean, I did it, I want to say it was three, four years ago. I don't even remember. But um, 
it took a while for it all to grow out. Right. And so this is 100% me. And this was not the silver that she had put in. This is also not the silver nor the color mm-hmm. of when my hair was growing out and I had roots. Mm-hmm. Because your roots are always a lot darker than what your hair color is. Right. So it, it wasn't, it's not the same. So, so I don't than, think you know until it grows out. Other than the keratin treatment. Yeah. Is there anything else in your hair? No. No dye. It's so pretty. No. Thank you. Well, my hairdresser scared me from gray because he, I have a lot of gray. Uh, I have a lot of gray right on the top of my head. Like mm-hmm. I'm silver. When my roots grow in, there's, it's silver. There's no dark. And that's what I thought too. And I'm much, <clears throat> I have much less gray in my hair than, than I thought I did. I was actually a little bummed because <laughs> I thought I was going to have this great salt silver and pepper right, right. more <coughs> salt and pepper right and i don't have nearly as much as i thought i did i have a lot here right and i have a a patch that comes out on the side of my head and and there's more coming in all the time but i I thought i was much more because it looks like it's much more when it's it's only your root line right right that you're seeing well it's i don't have any it seems uh like a, right around my face which is weird i don't have any gray hair around my face at all <laughs> it's just like a yarmulke <laughs> it's right right on top of my head it's, it's gonna grow out that way right big it's getting grow. bigger yeah but uh he was like how do you look in an athletic gray shirt and i went like a zombie you told me this well i think we talked about this because maybe because i was gonna say maybe. were you the one who the stylist said how do you look when you wear gray yes I and am then, the one. Okay. Yes. He said, how do you look in an athletic gray it. shirt? And I went, I look like shit. I look like a zombie. And he went, then you're going to have a hard time with gray hair. So, and I do. I put on yeah. an athletic gray shirt and I look like I have no color in my body at all. It's like someone drained all the blood out of my Which face. Shirt, what color is your shirt right it's now? It's cream. Okay. Um, so that's what makes me nervous. But I guess you can dye your gray hair, but why would you want to go gray and then continue to dye your hair? I would just no, just to let it grow in. Hair. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, not for that. I mean, for me, like if I did my yeah. natural gray made me look like a zombie, then I would want to color that gray a different color gray. Right. Like I can wear some grays. Right. I can wear like a brown, warm gray, um, but like the cooler, steelier gray or the athletic yeah. gray, it yeah. just doesn't work for my skin. But so then you go back to coloring your hair. Yeah, yeah. I guess. So. I mean, it's a choice, right? I've just been kind of seeing what goes on. But you don't have any gray. I will. No, you don't. When I blow it out, I actually kind of look at, like, you have, like, the strands. Yeah. It's just really, it's 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 my grandma's gray. It's really pretty. Mm. Um, But, yeah, you can't really see it. But when I, like, show you, Elizabeth's like, Mom, do you want me to pull the grays? Because for a while, I'd sit on the bathroom floor and she'd pluck them out. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I give because I had a couple come out at the crown. I'm like, oh, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. It's real now. But, you know, I can't complain. I'm flipping 56 right now i'm going gray that's pretty great no okay don't you think it's weird that all everybody's starting to let themselves go gray and what the last year that whole grandma gray dye craze has been going on oh with the kids yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, has that allowed us to accept our gray more maybe i don't know yeah yeah maybe maybe that's a good point so let me ask you about mood swings I know that is a symptom. Do you guys feel like you had mood swings or any kind of mood altered, altered states of consciousness, anything like that? What are you applying? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stop hitting me. <laughs> Don't yell at me. Um, I, yeah, probably. There are some times where I, I try to think back, like 
were there days when I thought, why am I so angry? <laughs> I yeah. don't think I had that. But there are days like cause is awesome. He'll look at me I'm like crabby. I'm like, yeah. It's like, okay, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. But he like recognizes it. Hmm. But there are some days where, like, I have no reason to like be in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just am. Right. And I can't give you any reason, rhyme or reason why. Nothing set me off. Right. I just grumpy. Yeah. yeah. Woke up on the wrong side of the bed kind of thing. It usually isn't in the morning. I'm a super happy morning person. It usually happens in the afternoon, like around three or four. And I'm just like, I don't know. Is that a mood swing? (laughs) I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Is that hangry? Did you need food? Are you tired? Are you stressed? I'm always tired, dude. Yeah, I'm always tired. Yeah, what's that about? Right? Sometimes I wish that they would diagnose me with something, you know, that a disease, you know. My thyroid's acting up, so. It is? Yeah, I've had it. Okay, so I've had, like, had this plethora, this procession of issues that have just contributed to the weight gain um, between falling down the stairs and making my pelvis unstable so I couldn't exercise or walk and tearing my rotor cuff. That was fun. Uh. And then um, then they found my thyroid was like, you got a bump here. You got a little lump here. Let me go check that out. Did the ultrasound. Ladies and men. I'm sure we all have thyroids, right? Mm-hmm. Go for your annuals. Have them check your thyroid. Right. Get ahead of it. It's it's important super to not easy, avoid this stuff. Super yeah. easy blood test too. Yeah. Yeah. So they did all the tests it's in the panel, and my numbers were off. They wanted to give me meds right away. I'm like, yeah, I'm not a throw a pill at a kind of girl. Why is my thyroid acting like this? Let's find systemically, like from the base of what's going on. So I found an MD who's also a holistic doctor. Mm-hmm. If she can treat it holistically. Mm-hmm. She will. If it needs meds, you get meds. So she did this thing, and I actually want people to know about this because it's flipping fascinating, and there's only one lab in the entire United States to test for it, and it's in Massachusetts. It's something called Marcones, and it is a step, strep, or staph infection in the recesses of your sinuses that can cause a low-grade inflammation in your body that your thyroid and or probably other organs react to. Hmm. Everybody's talking about how cancer is caused by inflammation, right? This thing is rampant in people. Dogs carry it on their nose. If your dogs kiss you on your nose, it is possible to get it. I'm not like oh, red I totally got this, that. Got, but I <laughs> know, like you French kiss your dogs. <laughs> right, right, I know. <laughs> Who doesn't with Miss B? I She's know. So yummy. She's the cutest. But they, so I had this spray and I took it. It was an antibiotic spray and I took probiotics with it when I took my antibiotics and um, I went and got my other ultrasound six months later and the tech said, so how long have you been on meds? Like I didn't take meds. My thyroid was almost back to normal. Wow. Three of the nurses in the doctor's office, my endocrinologist's office, because I did both Western uh-huh. and Eastern medicine, got the number of this doctor. Wow. So it's called Marcones. It's a recessive, and you can even look it up. M A R C O N S. Google it on on you know Google it on Google. Yeah, and <laughs> we had a little device that could do that for us. Yeah, right, right now that tell you like yeah. what it is. Hey it Siri, was so fascinating, <laughs> exactly. and She's I think it's coming back minute. because I'm getting tired again. Like I can feel mm. it. And were you tired before? Yeah, and is that, that what was the symptoms from- are. Well, with thyroid, like if your thyroid's like, if you get like, yeah, tired, fatigue, lethargy, that's one of the symptoms of, of a thyroid issue. Yeah. Is it a, is it a symptom of the Marcones? Well, no, um, the Marcones, like if you have, I notice when I, I, when it starts coming back, I have more phlegm kind of like, like Mm -hmm. I can get this thick kind of slimy mucus coming out of the roof of my mouth. Isn't that attractive? (laughs) Kiss me. Um, but 
I'm looking it up. Right Look now. it up. Good. It was just. It, I was like, what? I've never heard of that. I went to my ENT. All the test requires is they put a very long Q-tip yes, up your it. nose into the back oh. of your sinuses, which makes you go yes. for like a Ew. second. It's not bad though. And then it's over. But my ENT couldn't even test for it because he didn't have a lab out here to send it to. That's so strange that there would only Isn't be that? one lab. But I want to test for it. <clears throat> I do too. I'll yeah. give you the name what of my. What is Marcones? T- it's spelled weird. M A R C O N S. Yeah, but they is multiple antibiotic yeah. resistant coagulase negative. Okay. Staph. So let me share with you what, what it is. What is a staph infection? It's a staph infection. Oh, I'll read it. Or it can be okay because it creates a biofilm. It says it is <clears throat> an antibiotic resistant staph that resides deep in the nasal passage of eighty percent of people with low. MSH, melanocyte stimulating hormone. Those suffering from bitoxin illness and other chronic inflammatory illnesses. Mm. Um, oh, rats, I picked the wrong day not to wear my glasses. Um, I have a pair on me if you want them. Are these yours? No, those are Bert's. Um, let's see. Rats. Look it up. So this, sta- tell me when you got it. This I got sta- it. Okay. Um, suffering from bitoxin illness and other <clears throat> chronic inflammatory illnesses and chronic fatigue and immune dysfunction syndrome, inflammatory respiratory syndrome. The percentage increases when the person has also been treated with antibiotics for a month or more. Once they've taken up residence, Marcones will further lower. <laughs> taken up residence. <laughs> right. Um, further Marcones. lower and increase cytokines. And lower T-reg cells resulting in chronic fatigue symptoms of body aches and debilitating exhaustion. Marcones is not an infection, oh. but a commensal colonization that can become an infection. Good the, times. These bacteria send chemicals into the blood that increase <clears throat> inflammation and by cleaving MSH causes a further decrease of MSH levels, which in turn creates more inflammation. Marcones live in the deep nasal passages and is common in all biotoxin illnesses. So these little buggers are antibiotic resistant. They create this biofilm, this slime over them, so that if you take regular antibiotics, it doesn't get to them. Ew. So the only thing that I could that this doctor gave me, I'm not an expert, so I don't know if it's the only thing that'll fix it, but as I read up on it, I'm like, oh shit, is this na- nasal spray that has this thing, it's a compound, and not every pharmacy has right, it. Right, right. And it's like 99 bucks for like months of it. It's a little spray. And it, they drill holes, whatever's in there, drills holes in the biofilm so the antibiotics can get into it. Ah. Crazy, right? I don't know, but let's test for it. I know. Inflammation is the root of all evil. That's uh, what we're hearing. So when she told evil. me that and people with fibromyalgia and all these other things and they don't know where they come from, not that fibromyalgia isn't a real thing. No, yeah. But if the symptom of it can be caused by something that masks itself like that mm-hmm. and you can fix it yeah yeah i want people to know yeah totally all right so, so anyway i wonder can your regular md i mean not everybody has access to an east west doctor combo right. i wonder if a regular md could test for that and how they would go about you know doing what that. honestly the more people that ask for it yeah i guess so. right. the more the public is aware of it that's true that maybe they'll start addressing the systemic issues of disease yeah because that is the truth inflammation you know yeah. um I heard this story on NPR about 
the treatment of cancer before chemo. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they had um, a patient who had cancer who contracted strep, and <clears throat> their cancer started shrinking because it the, attacked it. It started attacking it because strep is such an intense virus mm-hmm. that it kicked all of their immune system into overdrive, and the the um, strep forced everything to work harder and the cancer started shrinking so they started doing all of this research they started injecting cancer patients with With a strep strep. virus and it was working and then chemotherapy came along and kind of overshadowed that Mm -hmm. process in that research chemo is so hard on the body i mean it's just it is and it it was a fast working so to speak and whereas this immunotherapy was um not a guarantee but for some people i guess what i'd heard and i'm totally butchering this story Mm -hmm. i heard it i heard it before my aunt passed away of ovarian cancer so it had to have been more than three years ago and i was trying to get her to look into immunotherapy treatments because i of what i of this new story but it's quite you know it's quite old so i'm probably messing it up but i remember (coughs) them saying um that the cancer was gone in the patients like gone totally gone in the patients (coughs) that had the strep injected into them and strep's a nasty virus man just i'm sure there are other viruses or illnesses that will cause your immune system to kick into that kind of hyper hyper drive too but it's it's a shame that they threw that out basically Uh, right as a treatment they just went nah and just went not a lot of money right not a lot of money in it and at the same time it's lazy you know it's the path of least resistance a little bit yeah well this is working it's proven so let's just do this and it doesn't really work all the time for everybody the other thing to think about we're talking about like ovarian cancer with menopause i know that there are the hormonal fluctuations can make women more prone that you really have to keep an eye out Mm -hmm. for and be aware of when you stop having your period because you and i talked about this i was very fortunate i was on uh, birth control when i got when I apparently when I went through menopause <laughs> and it was a shot that you had every six months mm-hmm. when I went off of it I never got my period back so apparently oh, I had gone great. through menopause during this whole thing ah I you didn't even know you had it I didn't even know I had it ah, I thought sucka. the night sweats were like anxiety attacks because uh-huh. I was raising two kids by myself and I was like freaking out <laughs> but no they were night sweats <laughs> I was actually better than I thought but I spot it and you and I talked about this and I just want to bring it up so if somebody spots after they have menopause Mm -hmm. if you haven't had your period in four or five or six months and you start spotting again don't freak out but go to your doctor because there are blood tests that they can take that are determine where you are within the menopause cycle Mm. and legitimately like determine okay well you still got some of this juice going on so yeah you're going to maybe menstruate off and on but if you're done for one or two years and you start to spot or you have a period you need to go to the doctor. Um, they need to see if it p- potentially could be something. Right. And they have tests. Catch it early. Catch it, catch it early. But it's something as in cancer? Yeah. Oh, I see. What kind of cancer? Ovarian, maybe? Um, uterine. Ovarian cancer, uterine. Cervical. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. ovarian has no symptoms. And there's Right. And they said they never catch it until yeah. you're in stage four, they say. That's correct with my aunt. Right. It was awful. It was everywhere. And uh, she had no symptoms. She just was tired. So yeah. don't freak out, like don't, you know, lose it, but just go to a doctor and get tests. And, you know, there's a progression of tests that they give you, you know, they'll do a pap smear. If that comes back abnormal, 
don't freak out. I've had two abnormal pap smears. I'm still fine. You know, I went to the dark place. I went to a movie and cried because who's <laughs> going to take care of my kids? Like I went oh, there. Oh God. Um, and then I had something called a colposcopy, which is where they actually shaved some tissue off the cervix, which it's uncomfortable ladies. So, you know, don't go in thinking you're going to be great, but you'll survive. You'll come back. Okay. Yeah. And that really gives you better information on what's going on with the cells on the cervix. Right. So I was very grateful that that all turned out okay, but it is yeah. something to be aware of. Yeah. You it is something to be aware be, of. The weird thing for me though, is like, Elizabeth got her period. Sorry, honey, if you're hearing this. Um, <laughs> I happened to be in the bathroom that morning. It was like such a blessing for me because it's such a rite of passage for a mom and I, for me, a mom and a daughter to share. She's like, mom, what's this? I'm like, oh, you got it. She's like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> no drama, right? nothing. You guys, three days later, I got my period. <gasps> my hormones, like yeah. my body's super sensitive. Right. And I, and I freaked out. I was like, oh, I have cancer. I'm going to die. But I was okay. But it was so cool that that was like, not cool, but it, like no whatever hormones it. I had left in my body, just sucked them out. Right. It yeah. Surged. Yeah. Anyway, oh. so I wanted to share that one piece. I yeah. Yeah. Was important. It's very important. You know, the thing about like with childbirth, um, there was a, a, I could make a list of probably 15 things that I experienced personally that no one told me about. Absolutely. And, and so I think I am looking down the barrel of. That's why I said yes. That's pause. why I was like, it, it may not, you know, I'm not great. Speak. You are great. And, and you're not, that's not true. No, but, um, but uh, that's exactly what I remembered is the stuff that I went through after having the first kid saying, why didn't anybody tell me about this part of it? Yeah, exactly. Because I'm, freaking out the not so magical part of it there's yeah and there's but, like you know when you feel so free and alone not so magical part i mean not even that part i had stuff going on in my body that nobody talked about yeah like terrible smells coming out of my vagina that i was like did someone shove a raccoon in my <laughs> vagina that is now rotting what the hell i know you can't touch me because if you smell this smell you will smell yeah. this smell forever <laughs> And now we will never have sex again. And that is a no. And no one told me that. And my friend was having twins a year after I had Georgia. And I took her to lunch and went, I'm going to tell you some shit. Yeah. And nobody told me. And it happened to her, too. And she was like, I am so glad that she's the only other person I know of that had this horrible rotting meat smell coming out of their vagina. And she was the only other person. And she said, I am so glad. Maybe. (laughs) told me. Right. Because she said, I... She said, when you explained it to me at lunch, I understood it in my brain. But when I smelled that, I was so upset, but I knew that this was normal. Mm -hmm. She was like, if I had smelled that and not known that this was normal, I would have gone like to the ER. I mean, I felt it smells like something is dead in your pants. Like I could stay, I could smell myself just standing fully clothed in the kitchen. Did it happen both times? No, only the first it only one? happened the first time. And my doctor said it was just hormone. It was just a hormonal mm-hmm. something going on hormonally that caused this terrible, terrible odor. And that there was nothing wrong with me, that I couldn't do anything to rectify the odor. My hormones just had to balance themselves. Just stay home. Right? Don't go and wrap and keep your legs crossed. Keep your legs crossed. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, but Bert could never understand why I was so like sensitive about having sex. 
And when you smell like that. Did you that, tell him that? Yes. Oh, you I told, told him everything okay. that was going on. I was yeah. like, I smell like rotting meat. Right. Like carry That's on. That's one of those. I know you have to deal with it. But dude, this is what I was saying about when yes. my husband said, how long do you think this is going to last with mm-hmm. the menopause? I was like, it's happening inside my body. <laughs> well, that's another thing I wanted to talk about, too, because my husband is um, very sensitive to shifts in his wife's mood. So if I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, he is now worse on the wrong side of the bed. He, I, he, I can never be the sickest in the house. Oh, got it. I can never be uh, the emotionally distraught. I can never be the weak one. I can never. Right. I, I can ne- it's not never. Never is a strong word. It's not never, but usually. Everything you've witnessed so far. Everything I've witnessed <laughs> yes. so far. Not everything. You know, there's some days where I have a bad day and he's cool. But if it's this like, mood swing that has nothing to do with nothing right you know if i come in and i've had a car accident and i'm I'm upset he's compassionate but if i just wake up and i'm like a bitch he can't uh, uh process that so then he automatically goes well she's pissed at me and then what did I do? Right. Well, I didn't do anything. Yeah. And, you know, he gets really defensive. So I am worried. I was saying this to Kathy Fromkin when I was telling her I was talking to you. Um, I said, my one of my biggest concerns about me going through menopause specifically is not allowing myself to be emotionally where I am in order to protect the peace in my household. Right. Right. So I, I, did, I wanted to know if either of you experienced that feeling or experienced a a time where you weren't able to protect the peace in your home because whatever feelings you were feeling or mood swings you were having were just too much to deal with does that make sense i'd love to be able to take myself out of the picture when that happens and just remove myself and give myself a time out you know and just you guys deal you guys do whatever but it doesn't if it's that kind of a thing and I know I think I know what you're talking about with it's like a competitive thing almost like oh you think you have it that bad mine's worse yeah that happens yes um but it it ends up in our household anyway it will end up with the cycle kind of going through all of us so we're, we're four right yeah so it's um the two boys and then the two parents and so if if I'm not in a great mood and then it either rubs off on Glenn or he t- gets d- defensive or something like that, then it also will extend onto the kids. So anything that the kids do, then it becomes annoying, right? That's, ex- it, yes. So, and mostly that comes from him because mm-hmm. like the, the kids are a lot like him, mm-hmm. right? So my older one is, seems exactly opposite of him, but they come to blows they you know battle it Mm -hmm. and it it makes it so much worse Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm like oh I can't take it it reminds me of my dad and my brother Mm. who are also like that isn't that crazy the family dynamics oh drives me crazy and I'm just like I can't handle it I can't take this you know so let's just stop talking and I look to my husband and say you're the adult so stop it stop debating with the kid if the kid's debating back and you know you're starting to get more angry or uh, aggravated really just stop don't don't bait each other right and that's what I think it is it's a baiting kind of system where they bait each other and I think maybe that's 
the same kind of thing that happens because you can't handle it. You know, you're, you're, you're already sensitive. You're already not in a good mood. You don't right. know why, like Tracy right, was saying, right. I don't know why I'm not in a good mood. Right. I'm just not. Right. And then it becomes, well, let me bait the other person mm. or the one who's not in the good mood. Like, let's say you wake up and you're not in a good, not in a good mood. And then Bert feels like he needs to be in a worse mood or mm-hmm. something worse happened to him. Right. It, it's a baiting kind of. I see what you mean. Because you feel like it's not a competition. Like that's what my line is always. It's not a competition. Just because I'm saying that I had a bad day. You don't have to say, oh, my God, I had it even worse. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, you can't even imagine. It's not It's not commiserating. Right. It's more competition. Right. And it baits me into feeling like you're not just saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had a bad day. Right, right. Because it's not about your day. It's just about my day. Yeah. I'm just telling you that I'm in a crappy mood. I don't feel well or whatever it may be. Yeah. I don't need a reason why you don't feel well. Or right, I don't need a right. reason why... You don't need to tell me that because that makes me angrier. It sort of like feeds into something. Yes, it's it's not a it's not a validation of your feelings. Yes, it's kind of a stepping over your feelings to place their feelings. And you right. go, well, wait, you just stepped over mine, right? But I didn't say that to have you step over me and place mm-hmm. feelings. I said that to be heard and have some compassion. Well, that's maybe what I mean. I heard somewhat, you say that but Bert gets freaked out that you're mad because he did something and then he gets mad because he didn't do anything. That's what I heard you say. Wait, what? You said that you get up and Bert's like, well, why is she in a bad mood? Oh, what did I do? Yeah, did I yeah. do something yeah, bad? Yeah, yeah, and then he right. gets bad and then he's like, well, I didn't do anything mad, so why should you be mad at me when that's it That's right. You're not mad at him. You're just grumpy, but just he grumpy. is very yeah. sensitive and he comes very from, sensitive. sounds like a place of fear in that moment, which has nothing to do with you. It has to do that's with right. his history. Right. And so, you know, that's a therapy thing. And with my, <laughs> well, the problem is with my history, because I grew up, um, uh, just self-regulating to the point of being unhealthy so that I didn't cause conflict in my household. <laughs> so if I got up sick, I would go to school. And and the school would send me home from school because I was not going to upend the balance in the house. Right. That was too, um, too uh, threatening to me for whatever reason. So it was much better for me to be sent home by the teacher right. than for me to say, oh, you know, I don't feel good today. That was too, not, mm-hmm. that was not good. So I think that replicates that pattern. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I, I'm afraid I'm going to start replicating that pattern again. Of mm-hmm. I wake up feeling like shit, but I've got to act like I don't feel like shit so that I don't disrupt this household because as much as I didn't marry my mom I sort of did yeah it's always that way right yep he's not my mom he is far more caring loving compassionate far more accepting can see who I am but he is very Mm self-focused and um that and he is very uh sensitive she was not sensitive she was mentally ill mm-hmm. <laughs> so then you go you know for me to wake up in a bad mood she wouldn't think well, did i do something wrong she right. would think you're an asshole right now you're a fucking asshole now right. you've ruined my day because you're an asshole right where he's not doing that he's going wait you're in a bad mood because what i do did i like hit you in the middle of the night while i was asleep no oh, you're mad at me well i didn't even know i did that you know he'll he'll create this whole scenario that doesn't even really 
exist because he feels insecure because I'm insecure. I'm not insecure. I'm off balance. Mm -hmm. So my lack of balance transfers to a lack of balance in him. So it all equals a heck of a lot of work for chaotic relationships. Yeah. I can't speak to, you guys have been married forever and I've gone through two of them. (laughs) So I was sucked at those, but I made not great choices. I'm going to tell you the thing that's worked with my relationship now. Please. Okay. Have an expert. That's why I want Because I really like started looking, okay, what could I have done differently? I don't do blame. What could I have done differently in those relationships that maybe could have got us to a different place, right? Where's my accountability on this? Right. And I go to an amazing life coach who used to be a priest and like has read Rumi in 10,000 different books. And he is like this vast well of knowledge for me. But I... Coming curious. I started this relationship with Cause. He's super present, very honest, too honest sometimes. Um, <laughs> love him, but scary. Uh, I, we decided that we were going to always know that we were on each other's team, on each other's side. Right. And we physically said it to each other. Yeah. We are on each other's side all the time. Mm-hmm. So I go in curious. And if he says something a certain way, I know because he loves me, there's no way he wants me to feel the way I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. So I go, do you want me to feel like this, whatever I'm feeling at the moment? Like, let me check in with you. Cause right now I'm feeling really shitty about what you just said. Like he can't make me feel shitty. My reaction, blah, blah, blah is my responsibility. But I check in with him. Oh my God. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant at all. It, it takes the charge of the personal attack Mm -hmm. away when you get curious and check in with them to see how they really meant it to be delivered Mm -hmm. because so many times we say stuff differently than we actually want right because of whatever Mm -hmm. else is going on in our lives yeah and it's really diffused a lot of potentially because i'm not a fighter i came from a rageaholic crazy fucking household yeah and i don't yell and fight i don't like it um it scares me Mm -hmm. that knock goes in my stomach so this has been my tool for checking in to like keep it real and in the moment right curiosity yeah being curious like confused like whoa 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 whoa, wait what and that has taken it out of anger well can you teach that to bert <laughs> can you I teach can that to him share that with bert well you know because i think i i think i well maybe i don't always i don't always do that but i think i do have that approach sometimes but sometimes i know let me put it this way after i had isla i think i went through a type of postpartum depression that was anger it was not I wasn't crying I wasn't incapacitated in the bed I wasn't I wasn't sad I wasn't lethargic I was mad and I, it was a hormonal mm-hmm. problem they put me on birth control pills for uh, hormones after I told her that and it stopped wow so that and at, I would be so angry and not understand why I was so angry I mean like I was throwing things in the house not in front of my kids I'd always go in the room and like and then come back out like Susie Sunshine and I just didn't feel like Bert didn't process that very well and it's hard when your brain is is hormonally imbalanced to to take a moment and go let me approach this well because you're crazy because it's impossible impossible. so okay that's it's That's like you're in a panic attack. You know, once it, you turn yeah. around, yeah. if you think you're getting into a panic attack or having one of those, you look around and you see that tunnel behind you, yeah. you're in it. Yeah. There's no way out until you get out the other side. Yeah, my right. tactic would be more for Bert. Yeah, I think that was my... <laughs> Very good. And what was your... I guess what the, the tactic for me then would be 
to take a minute and try and get myself under control and tell him what's going on. I am having a hormonal moment. This is not to do with you. This is to do with something in my body I have no control over. So right. can you please be patient? Right. <laughs> and don't take this personally. And maybe with some practice, he'll get better at not. He doesn't like that feeling of disconnect. Mm-hmm. Like, because when I get in those places, I need to, I, in, I heal in, in, by internalizing a lot. Not, maybe internalize is the wrong word. I, I don't need someone else to help me. Like I'll go in a room and process my feelings. I'll cry. I'll do whatever I need to do. And if I need a friend, I'll call and talk to them. But to rebalance, I, I don't need somebody to hug me. I didn't grow right. up like that. I, that right. to me is suspect behavior. You know, if you're going to hug me while I'm crying, you're definitely going to use that later. <laughs> so I'd rather just be in a room and cry by myself. And then we can talk about it because now I'm safe. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, safe is a good word because it's scary when your body's doing your, I mean, your body, the, what's the, that brings up, you know, are you your head or, you know, are you your mind or are you your body? We're so, even though we're all housed in this thing, it's kind of a weird thing because we think of our body as being something that's not really us. It is us, but it's kind of separated from us. Yeah. But, um, what was I saying? And I do that a lot. Yeah, right? That's my thing. The yeah. what the hell was I just saying thing. Right. Oh. Like you're in the middle of this awesome thought and like, you lose oh, what the beginning. Yeah. 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 And, I, and, that, and that's it. That you, you have no control over in. what's going on. Yeah. 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 And it's a scary thing. It is. It makes you feel, it makes me feel like I look to the other person really dumb. <laughs> like I didn't know what I was saying in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Are you still talking about But no, body? I was I was yeah, yeah I yeah. was back to I remembered what I okay, we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, good, which good, good. is it's a scary thing not to have control over your body, your emotions, your yeah. you know whatever it may be. And it's it's frightening. Like I can't stop myself from sweating. You yeah. know, or I can't stop myself from being in this mood mm-hmm. and I don't know why I'm in that this mood. Scary. What the hell the is happening to me? Scary for me? The mood. Yeah. The mood thing is uh, the sweating is like annoying because I was always yeah. a sweater. So I'm always dancing and training. And I was always a sweater. But the, the mood thing that does scare me and the forgetting thing. I just watch my stepdad die of Alzheimer's. I'm like, no, I'm already so, right? Because I'm starting to really get that sense of mortality. Right. Like I'm yeah. really looking at my life insurance. Like, is it right? Is everything in the trust? Yeah. Like, right. what happens if I drop tomorrow? Yeah. Who are my kids going to? I'm right. flipping out about that right now. Right. So, right. But the menopause is all part of that you know, passing of time and era. And mm-hmm. here I am at, oh, this part, this part where I thought my mom was really old. Oh, here I am. Yeah, right. I've arrived here. Right. Yeah, I know when I was reading up about menopause, um, one of the websites said the mood swings is debated whether it's hormonal or if it's the time of your life. Mm-hmm. If there's so many things transitioning and moving around because kids are leaving home, you know, Doesn't weight help. gain happens. So your <laughs> mm-hmm. self-image changes. Some people change careers or change <clears throat> careers involuntarily at this age or around this age. I guess the average age for menopause is 51, but it starts, I guess, it's said from 45 to 55, but 51 is the average age. What's the average length? Um <laughs> Uh, well, what they here, I, and it really doesn't matter what the average length is because it everybody's different. Everybody's as different. you know, it says. And mine was really easy, you know, or like I didn't notice it because I was on. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yours was like, a breeze. I know, like everybody I'd take like yours. <laughs> <laughs> it says menopause is defined as having no menstrual period for one year. Okay, that's the definition. So it should be one year, but obviously, uh, it's not. 
it, it is what it the is. Yeah, they're liars. People. <laughs> they're just uh, liars. Uh, you know, I had... four years, but some women the stage may last a few months or continue for 10 years. Right. Oh, that's that's perimenopause. A decade. Right. That's perimenopause, well, yeah. I got tested. I, I had my first son when I was 41. I had my second when I was 44. And... Good for you, by the way. Before... Thank you. Yeah, yeah good no. for you. Um, is right. Well, you know what? I grew... I, you know, I don't want to turn this into a an no, 80s please, thing whatever. or younger years. But when I was in college and when I was getting out of college and growing up and, you know, going into the workplace, that's what was expected of you. Yeah. This was in the 80s. This was Gloria Steinem saying, you know, it's not enough for women. And a lot of my friends who are feminists get really angry with me for saying these kind of things. But... I grew up in an era where it was not okay to get married and have a family right, right. off the bat. You had to go to New York. It was invalidated. I mean, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you were you were not cool because then you were the old housewife. You were, you know, allowing the 50s woman to hardest live on and job stuff. there is, by the way. So, Stay at home I know. mom. Oh my yeah, God. Hardest job. So Props we were all like more than encouraged. We were expected mm-hmm. to go and take a typing test because that's what you did if you were a female and get a job in the city. I grew up on Long Island. Get a job in the city and start a career and have a career and break that glass ceiling because somebody has to do it and you have to be involved because if you're not involved, then you, you don't count. So I spent the first part of my adulthood busting my ass, working really hard, enjoying a lot of it, but busting my ass to get to a point where I had a career that um, if I if I wanted to have a family, I needed to have this taken care of. Right. And, you know, that would be part one. And then part two would be, well, I've made this career for myself um, and I either keep going with it and have a kid, drop a kid and just keep on going with it. Right. Or I have to have everything wrapped up nice and tidy, then have the family life as part two. Right. So I felt like I got to a place when I was about 40 where I had all of that. Right. And now I could focus and be with my kids. I wouldn't have to work because I had a lot of money that I had saved up. I made good living, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And then I lost it all in, um, you know, when the market dropped. So a lot of people, well, yeah, it's a, you know, big story for people of around, I guess, our age. Mm -hmm. But that whole idea of having to go to work and become somebody and make sure that you were rising to the top and everything. I haven't really f- fucked up a lot of people. And I, I would claim that I'm part of that because like when I wanted to be with my kids, I always wanted kids. I didn't want to have a child at 40 necessarily, but I feel like I lived in that era where I had to get my career going and out of the way in order to allow me to have children. And because I wanted to be with my children, I needed to really wrap it up and make sure I was successful and that I had money and all that kind of stuff. And having them later in life was fine for me. I really liked being with them. Mm -hmm. And I had done a lot of things that I wanted to do before, like a ton of traveling and all that kind of stuff. So I was primed and ready to have a family life. It didn't work out exactly as I had hoped or thought it would, but that what does really yeah. and then i lost my train of thought again damn it <laughs> train train is the, the menopause train jump the, the menopause. track yeah. um, um but what were we talking about 
we were talking about you. She said kudos to you for having kids in your forties, and then you started talking about right, why that where I was happened going the way with it the happened. kids. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah, yeah. see, here we go again. Trace back on track. Is that when I went? When I had, I was having symptoms after I had. I had a great first pregnancy. Like I could have lived my life that way. I was happy carrying that thing around in my belly. It sucked all the fat out of my body, and it was right <laughs> here like a basketball. I had a great time, and then I. <laughs> I wasn't feeling so great a couple of years later and I went and had blood tests and they told me I was in perimenopause and I said to them, I think I'm pregnant and they, and I still got my period and they took blood tests and they said, no, you're not pregnant and you're in perimenopause. And then I was pregnant. Oh, wow. So I had Griffin. Wow. And so after him, I knew I wasn't going to have any more. Then I started having some issues and I, you know, again, I was now mid forties mm-hmm. by then. And, um, I had an IUD, so I wasn't having my periods, and I had forgotten how painful they were and how much blood mm-hmm. there was. Yeah. And Don't miss them at all. Right. <laughs> and I was starting to feel my stomach was feeling hard and stuff like that, so the IUD was going to come out in like a year or something. It was almost up to the time, and I wasn't feeling that great. I went to the doctor, and she did a sonogram, and she said, it looks like you might have some fibroids and stuff. So she sent me to... Um, you know, to check it out. And they said, yes, you have some cysts and fibroids. And um, they said, you have a choice. You can have a hysterectomy if you want. Oh my. Or we can not do it. And we can just wait for them, see if they dissolve or whatever. And I just thought to myself, I had to think about it, about how bad those periods were beforehand and whether it was worth it for me to just get rid of that shit. Because I was also experiencing hot flashes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my mom who, you know, sailed through life. Yeah. And she said, get it out. Your grandmother, your aunt, your sister, everybody got to the point where they literally couldn't leave the house because their periods were so painful and there was so much blood coming wow. out of them. So I said it to my doctor and I said, yeah, uh, let's go for that. And she said, okay, we can take everything or we can leave the ovaries. Because if I leave your ovaries, then you won't go into instant menopause. If I take them, you're going to instantly go into it. And I thought to myself, what's better? Because I'm kind of a control freak. Maybe I control this shit and I get everything out and go and go full, full on menopause because I already felt like I was experiencing the beginnings of it. So we did the hysterectomy. I let her leave the ovaries and um, two things came out of that. One, I was in menopause anyway. So it's I kind of wish I that they were gone because I would never have to think about ovarian cancer. Right. Right. And two is that she did the I had two C-sections. So when you have C-sections, you already, and then if you're, you know, going into menopause or you're gaining weight or something, you get a little bit of that blurp in your belly. Yeah. Well, she didn't want to go into the C-section area because the same, you know, cut, Mm -hmm. because then there's really little muscle to be able to hold it in when they close you up. So she went under it and she did it too tight. And so now there's like a double little thing. No. And I'm like, really? Oh, oh you're kidding. And there's nothing. I, I'd have to probably go in and have them. Like tummy tuck. Cut again or something. Yeah. Some kind of serious tummy tuck. Some. That stinks. But to your point then about doing like liposuction to sort of feel better about yourself. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I mean, nobody's going on the cover of a magazine with Dude, it. Dude, I just it's don't want not the recovery for that. time. You just, what? <laughs> I just, I'm like, how long am I going to have to lay there? How yeah. long is it going to hurt? I did this to myself. Stop eating so much. Exercise more. Shut up. That's where I go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Which I is go. typical for us because we yeah. put everything else on the side. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we wouldn't think to really do it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it in theory. I don't either. I don't either. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. My thought always is, 
Well, if you don't change your lifestyle, it's just coming back. Except right. I think like the fat cells in that area are gone, so maybe your ass just gets bigger. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you take it off it your ass. And you, one knee gets right. really huge. Right? <laughs> you gotta walk. You like push around with those scooters. Walk around like you have belts. So <laughs> right. coming out big, oh, those scooter yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is with that? It's I like a know. medieval torture device yeah. in the 2000s. <laughs> so funny. Know. Why do they know. prescribe those for people? I don't know. That's ridiculous. It those is things. ridiculous. So the other symptom I've heard from girlfriends about menopause that I very, very gratefully have not experienced as of yet, give me something to knock on, is the vaginal dryness. Yes, oh, yeah. I've heard about that too. Yeah. Did you, either of you have any of that? I do a little bit. Yeah. But I also had the hysterectomy, so there's nothing oh, coming out of me it. anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah got it. So. Yeah. I don't even know how that works. There's nothing. There's yeah. nothing there. Like, it's like, it's a, when was your last pap smear? I'm like, oh, about five years ago when they took <laughs> everything out. All right. I don't have to have them anymore. And so that's, I think that there's also nothing. You don't need that stuff. Mm-mm. So if there's an issue going on in there, get rid of it. Right. Take it out. Yeah, because you don't need it. And it doesn't yeah. really alter. To me, I mean, I know that they say a lot of women feel like they're not feminine anymore or they're not a female because they don't have a uterus. uterus. Really? But I'm like, get that out. One yeah. less thing to worry about. No, I know. One of my friends, about. very young, got ha- had uh, breast cancer. Very young. Her second kid, I guess she was oh. probably barely 40. And uh, the doctor was like, we need to take off your your right breast she was like take the left take she was them, like i don't yeah. need the left she went right. i don't i don't need the left either right take it off i don't want it i, I don't, don't want, want anything. anything lurking take it off take it off anything about it yeah so uh he was like but seriously i mean that's a major like double amputation mm-hmm. basically and she was like just take it i don't ever want to do this again right take it so i think he did Mm-hmm. took them both off and she's like whatever i'd rather if one of them's got it then the other one could get it and right. let's just get Didn't rid of Angelique, it right angelie jolie did that as well yeah yeah she like, did what did she get crucified for that yes yes she did which is crazy because you know it's, it's your life personal choice yeah. man shut right. up i right. always say if you don't have boobs or uterus don't tell me what i can do with them right that's very yeah that's my motto yeah good motto i like <laughs> even that if motto. you do have them don't tell me yeah, you my do, choice. Do what you want with yours. Let me <laughs> right. do what I want with mine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, even if you do. Yeah. So that's yeah, the only right. other symptom that I've kind of heard of. Yeah, I was listening again uh, to a new story story on NPR. Just after I had talked to you guys about doing this, I was driving home, and this woman was talking to four <clears throat> women in Africa about menopause and how menopausal women are treated in Africa and um, how their value is just gone. And this one woman was talking about her vaginal, having vaginal dryness and how, you know, her husband just does not understand what that's about. I mean, I think, (laughs) this is going to sound crazy, but I think men think that if a woman has wetness, she's horny. Mm -hmm. And yes, you do get wet when you're horny, but guess what? You're wet other times too. That has nothing but to do right. with nothing. And and so the reverse is true also. You're dry sometimes mm-hmm. when you are horny and you are dry sometimes because you are hormonal. And I don't think men understand that. I think there's a lot about the female functioning that men don't understand. Totally. And what's good about this podcast? I have a lot of men subscribers which really surprised me because i figured all of bert's followers wives would listen but that hasn't really been the case i've had so many men email me and say i didn't understand that's what was going on for my wife and i actually now that i've heard you and your friends talk about it 
I now understand that she was trying to tell me the same thing, That's but, so I but I just didn't get hear it. it. Didn't but hear yes, it. Right. it's too personal, right? Yeah. So, and that goes also into that dynamic, like we were talking about before. Yes, where of the baiting, right? And yes, of the, well, well, you said, right. well, it's not my you fault. And, yeah, and you don't have to have a problem just because I have a problem. Yeah, I'm just telling you, I'm not looking for you to do anything. Right, I just, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just they, saying. Yes. I mean, every book says that men are geared to solve problems. So the minute yes. we start telling them about our day, they think in their head, we're saying, can you please fix this for us when we just want to be heard? Now, yeah. sometimes I want it to be fixed, but most right. of the part, I just want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do love about cause is we don't get mad at each other for being mad. Like when he's in a bad mood, I don't get in a fight with him about it. He's right. allowed to be right. mad. Right. Yeah. I'm or allowed to be mood. grumpy yeah. or mad or like whatever. I'm like, dude, let me know when you're done. Totally. <laughs> yeah, come back. Here. Right. Come back when you're done. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully some men can listen to this maybe because I think men go through, definitely go through a hormonal shift when they get older. It's not as obvious as what happens for women. It's maybe not even as extreme, but I think it does happen. And, you know, they may not be talking about it. They may not because be talking they're not really programmed it. to just, I mean, we're programmed to discuss this shit. That's why we, we have are. girlfriends too, because we can relate. And, you know, my joke about the golden girls is true. Like, right. <laughs> getting older and just being with your girls in a house. Yeah. You know, we get it. We understand totally. what you're going through. It's not that easy. Well, the hope, I think women most of the time are wired to try and understand mm-hmm. maybe more than men are. That's a, totally a generalization, obviously. Right. But I think it's getting better. It's getting better for sure. And being able to eavesdrop on conversations like this. I would love to eavesdrop on a, men, a man's conversation about how he's processing his wife's menopause. Mm-hmm. Right? So that I know what's happening for him. Because his, Well, maybe you can invite some of them in maybe have a man's perspective that's a good idea like for maybe. me i would guess that they feel powerless and frustrated that they can't help their wife probably because they want to protect her and love her and care for her and you know whatever the dynamic of the relationship is it's got to be hugely frustrating for a man to watch his woman his wife his girlfriend whatever go through this and not be able to help them it has to be and they also i wonder how many you know we don't allow ourselves the voice to say this fucking sucks for me too yeah. You know, this sucks for me too. It may suck for you, but it sucks for me too. That was my that was my exact stance on it. Yeah. Is that my you know, body, whatever yeah. you're feeling, I'm feeling ten times worse. Yeah. And I feel that about our teenagers. Now we'll jump somewhere else. Is that with the kids when they're mouthy or attitude, I have to look at it from that same perspective because that's what I am yeah. you know, that's my feeling when it happens to me. Is that these kids that are you know, when my kids are being a pain in the ass to me. I have to say it's so much worse for them with they're raging at me because they can't control themselves. It's got to be worse inside there. You mean the hormonal and the yeah. emotional yeah. and the yeah. first and everything. Boys, mm-hmm. Like with girls. And they're still Ooh, emotional. I feel like, like I, I, do- right. I dodged like, a bullet Ooh. by not having girls. But you the boys get issues. like that too. I mean, I have Xander yeah. who's a little different, so I don't know. Yeah. Like in My boys are emotional yeah. and they admit it when they, they don't know why they're in a bad mood yeah. and it's upsetting to them. They have no control yes. over themselves. It's the lack of control. You know, they're at that age too where they, they feel they uh, should 
or slash deserve a certain level of independence. Yeah. But I think they instinctively know they can't handle that. Yeah. And that makes them angry. Yeah. Right? Like, I should be able to drive. Right. But I'm not old enough to drive, and I'm angry that I'm not old enough right. to drive. And I think yeah. a lot of it is fear, too. Uh, probably fear like, of the unknown. Everything's yeah. new. Griffin actually came out to me and it said, I kind of wish I was still little. Because it more things are coming at them now, yeah. right? And he's in seventh grade, so he's expected to do more and be more and know more and understand and, you know, and he's like, I just sometimes wish that I was still little. Me too. Like life was easy and <laughs> somebody too. took care of me, right? Although mine was off. Well, the good thing about you guys is you went through menopause before your kids went through the teenage years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's interesting for me mm-hmm. and Kathy Fromkin and a lot of my friends in that kind of age bracket we're in our the kathy's a couple years younger than me i'm 48 Mm -hmm. is that we're gonna have teenagers at the same time we're in menopause in theory yeah that's gonna be a night well i sort of have that with graham feeling oh yeah well because he's 15 i've been going through i mean i'm still i feel like i'm still going through it Mm -hmm. i mean i'm chinese herbs are the next thing yeah, so, and acu- I have and acupuncture. Chinese herbs have helped me with so many. They different did things. help you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the acupuncture too. There's certain areas. Yeah. So I had. I'm going to a new acupuncturist right after this. Oh, cool. And because uh, my acupuncturist moved, but she was really able to help me. Oh, that's good. With um, some of the the night sweats, the hot flashes, and uh, carpal tunnel is the other thing. By the way, that I feel with menopause has been um, like an much thing. more prevalent. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Con- I mean, it's caused, obviously, by working on the computer and stuff like that and carpal thummel from working on the phones, but I'm not able to um, reduce the inflammation enough to control it. Go I think get that tested it, for Mark Cohn's. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I am. I am going to do it. I'm going to ask my doctor about it. He may not know what it is, and he may not have the ability to, to, to I'm gonna test you, and if not, I bring will the phone give to you, him. Give oh, yeah, definitely. I will give yeah, you definitely give us later. the name. Yeah, I want her number two. Yeah. I, w- I, I very much believe in East-West. Mm-hmm. But I just love she's an MD and holistic. Yeah, like, that's you get amazing. Both, so yeah. not just... Totally amazing. You know, not a witch doctor with sage. Right, right. I Although I like witch dodgers with sage. I, I like hate, sage. I hate the smell I of sage. Oh, I, I smudge sage. everything. Oh, I can't. Oh, I smudge everything. I I'm had sage um, sorbet once. That's the only thing. Oh, you don't even that, like to eat it. What? You don't like to eat it or you don't like the smell I, I don't, of it? Now I don't like anything it's about strong. it. It's strong. It's the one strong. thing that made me get sick when I was pregnant was no, the sage sorbet. I was like, that's an over the edge. Okay. Well, thank you, ladies, for sharing. All well, I feel this like we're stuff. adult ADD all over the place. No, that's, that's, that's what. what that's what, but isn't okay. that what a regular conversation is? Yes. So uh, because this up, is your I think first the time, majority of the I hit all the points. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, when I started this, I was listening to podcasts, and I was like, I want a podcast where I feel like I'm in the living room with people having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the conversation is is uh, focused, like on menopause, and sometimes it's just not. And sometimes it's serious, and just like when you go have drinks with a bunch of girlfriends. Sometimes you get into deep, serious shit. Sometimes mm-hmm. you talk about, you know, your period. And sometimes you... <laughs> Usually. Bullshit about yeah. nothing. So that was my intention, for this podcast to be kind of whatever it was. Right. Here's what Free we're going to talk about it, and let's yeah. talk about it however we talk about it. We started a topic once. Oh my God, she totally. Completely different, and <laughs> she, we never talked about it. It's she hilarious. totally. I had her and Kathy Fromkin come over, and I was like, let's talk about gadgets, like what gadgets you use to help you with shortcuts. This lady sits down and goes, so 
my daughter came in the room and asked me last night, how do you know if you're gay? And I was straight. like, uh, how, how do you know straight? if I'm straight? And so I was like, well, that's an interesting question. Isn't it? And yeah. the whole episode became that. And we've never done one about the gadgets. So yeah. I got to go back to the gadget one because that's far more interesting than my Instapot's amazing. I think you said something about something else and then i went to that and then it was never about gadgets it was never about gadgets. To do then gadgets. we started googling lgbtq yeah. terms and, and all what the flags they mean and how to use and them the colors and, and the yeah it was hilarious it was it ended up being i learned a lot in that episode we must have offended so many people you know I, i've only heard <laughs> i've only heard from one person who said i wish you would have someone on that is in the lgbtq community for that episode Dude, and we're then, in the neighborhood for it no I, problem yeah. right but i thought to myself you didn't start it out that way we did it was organic. that wasn't the yeah. intention right. this was an organic uh, conversation if i had planned it then i totally would, would have awesome. invited and i'd be happy to invite someone from the lgbtq community and talk about that but we were going to talk about instapots and roombas yeah. you know and we ended <laughs> talking up, beef stew and rice so right <laughs> we are talking about you know lgbtq so yeah. it was awesome yeah, and was... that's what i want this to be mm-hmm. so if we sat down today and talked about you know we didn't start out talking about menopause i don't even no. remember what we started talking about so because. if the whole episode had been that, that would have been okay too. Yeah. Because everybody that comes in here is dynamic and awesome and interesting. Thank you. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you.